we start? Anytime. Two, two, one. One. I, Yay! I'm like, that was good. I'll sync it that up. That was good I'll enough. This is episode one of the Unnamed Podcast. Which Cole wants to call Chinwag, which sounds like my double well, chin. When you say it with a Canadian accent, it sounds weird. What would you say? Chinwag? Chin. No, I would say chinwag. Chinwag. Yeah, you're saying it. How do you say dragon? Dragon? Okay. And then chinwag. Chinwag. Yeah, it sounds weird. I don't know. There's something (laughs) off about that. I don't like it. So anyways, well, let's give you an intro first. So Cole is a friend of mine. Pretty annoying guy, but generally all right. And he lives in Seattle, Washington. He's a United States man. Uh, he's not very familiar with the Bachelor franchise or anything like that. Not not and familiar at all. Not familiar at all. And mm-hmm. has never watched my season of The Bachelorette Canada, of course, because he's not, I think, ever watched a season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette at all. Uh, maybe an episode here or there in your life or... I watched the first episode of the most recent season of the U.S. Bachelor. Bachelor. Okay. Oh shoot. Okay. Well, which I had uh, some words for. Well, it's an interesting thing to just jump right into, you know. So Cole watched the first episode of my season, and now this was almost five years ago that we filmed. We would have been filming right now five years ago, and it didn't air until like six months later or something. So. We're basically just going to go through and hear what Cole's opinion and thoughts are being a non-bachelor watching United States guy and a friend of mine. So let's get into it. That was a great intro. I'm going to intro you real quick. Jasmine is a Canadian woman and uh, we've been good buds for two, three years, three years so far. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've done road trips, we've... Oh, the adventures we've had. We've written poetry together. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Shake Shack. Poetry, poetry Slam, almost, for you. It was pretty good. We should. That should be our finale episode. We recite our burger poems. <laughs> if I'm ever in a bad mood, I watch that, because it makes me laugh so hard, because your laugh <laughs> is insane. Um, so, do you want to get into it? Yeah, I'm going to just start off with my first question, which is, who is Gnome Cap? Gnome? His name is Noah. Noah. Noah Cap? guess what? You should know him because he's the host of Carnival Eats. Ever heard of it? Probably. It films all over. Let me explain. Carnival Eats. Yes. It films all over the United States where you guys have the most absurd heart attack inducing foods. It's like my dream. His job is my dream because he just mm-hmm. travels around to different carnivals and tries all of the like insane stuff that you guys have. We've your talked about this. Yes, fairs. it's 100% your dream. Yeah, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. Noah. He's a he's primarily a host on the Food Network or Food, whatever you guys call it in the States, mm. but also in Canada. It's true. The Glutton Network. That's what we call it here. I really thought that your intro was hilarious. It's very light and bubbly. Uh, which is how I would describe you. There was a scene where you're riding a bike and you like throw your legs out and you're like. (laughs) (laughs) I was instructed to do that. The thing is, is how you are on that show 
is about 80% accurate, which in my opinion makes the most sense for anyone who's going to be like on a show like that. Okay. Because I can tell what it's you. What part did you, you feel was 20% inaccurate? It's just you, you're like refined. Like there's a, there's a. Oh yeah. Like, you know, they're not including the outtakes. Like they're kind of trimming you down right. so that it's like, it's not ridiculous because hanging out with you day to day is ridiculous. But I do get those those instances like from the show and that and then you act like that like you are very funny and <laughs> you talk well with people and, and that sort of thing so i kind of under i was like okay this this is you you haven't changed that much i would say from the show till now you're funnier oh thanks well you haven't seen the show all the show yet you've only watched episode one you've you that's a really good point you know how many hours of footage we record that's the thing that people I think most people understand about watching the show, but people forget. And that's not just like mm. in terms of personalities kind of being like cropped down, but everything like so much happens that they can only include, you know, an hour worth of footage of like a week worth of filming, which is crazy. That makes that makes sense. I can tell it's like cut down because the first episode is the first night that you meet, you know, like two dozen men or some like ridiculous number. I think it was 15. Oh, it's only it was- 15? I think. Or maybe, sorry, Some maybe it was 20 looked... and I got rid of five. I think it was 20. You got rid of five. I'm yeah. pretty sure you got rid of five. And I agree with the five you got rid of. And what about Tony? We you were... agree that I should have got rid of Tony? Tony? Tony was the drunken cowboy who drank Fuck a lot of whiskey. that guy. I... Fuck I that him. guy. <laughs> you Here's love my him? Favorite part of... I loved him after like watching that, that episode. I was like, I wish I kept him around. What, just for drama? Because that guy was ridiculous. No, because he was he, so was funny. Like, that guy's a dick. Okay, oh, anyways. Like, I was like, he tried to start a fight with assless chaps, and I was like, dude. Like, I was like, first off, fuck off. Like, it's not a cool, manly thing to do to like come in and be like, you're, you're done talking to this person. It's my turn. I was just like, fuck this, dude. Like, what a weird Th- this thing This is to what think. Cole doesn't understand about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is that it's literally continuously like about cutting in and stealing the person away. That's what happens all the time. Haven't you ever heard this phrase, can I steal you for a second? Yeah, I've heard the phrase, can I steal you for a second? If you were to okay. like walk away with one of your friends, sit down on a bench, and I immediately walked over and said, can I, can I steal you away like right now? And then the person was like, we just sat down. And I said, I'm going to pick you up. <laughs> I remember right. you have this like... In this interview in which you're saying like <laughs> you're like if they fight they're both gone okay <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah it's like fucking Listen. i hope they knock each other out this would be the funniest thing ever <laughs> of a girl they met like i mean within the show's parameters 20 minutes ago they're willing to like choke each other out to have a word well, with you it was wild do you know how long we were filming do you even know how long we were filming i would imagine that it's night? more like it's like six eight to eight hours let me tell you i remember that i was scheduled to like be there come out of the limo and all that at 7 p.m the rose ceremony at the end birds were chirping it was light out and it was 7 a.m do they have, it like, went. blackout screens on the window so it still looks like night? <laughs> no, I think the room we were in just didn't have, like, a ton of light coming in, perhaps. I honestly can't remember, but I just remember being so drained. Like, imagine 12 hours of, like, just chatting with people. You know, like, that can be kind of draining, being Yeah, being social. the only woman chatting to 
20 yeah. bachelors would be drinking. And then you're yes. everyone's drinking the whole time. Like, I feel bad for them. But yeah, honestly, it was a very long process. That first night is are so the, long. Are the but it didn't feel like pushing so them to drink or something? Because I, I feel like, no. I, I don't I don't know the bachelor bachelorette, but like, I feel like there's are good questions. Yes. And then, there's like, dr- I, what, they had scenes where there was like a full bar with like seven. Oh, yeah types of each like major alcohol family and i was like these guys uh, yeah of course fuck i'd be nervous i'd be getting loaded and i feel like the producers were like do it like get get drunk like <laughs> create i can't drama. speak i don't think that they want them to get drunk drunk because that then becomes yeah. a liability i'm sure but sure. uh there's definitely alcohol available all the time yeah like not all the time i don't think i don't know i wasn't on the other side so i can't really speak for how it was for them but is Every rose or any cocktail a party Canadian or anything, thing. So I feel like I haven't seen that on the U.S. one. Oh no no no! There's definitely always alcohol at the cocktail parties. Always. Oh, interesting. That's why they're called okay. cocktail parties. And like for me, I didn't always get to drink because I was always talking. It's like hard to drink your face off when you're chatting the whole time. So I would always have mm. like a glass of wine or whatever, um, maybe a few. I don't know. But before I had to go in like. I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but before I'd ever have to go and give out my roses, I would be so nervous, like so nervous, and I would request wine, and like sometimes I'd chug it from the bottle just to get a little courage, because it was so stressful. I would have like heart palpitations. I couldn't, like I'd always have this crazy like anxiety, like couldn't catch my breath breathing thing that would happen every time. Dude, I cannot, (laughs) I cannot imagine that. Yeah. That's so cool. And I always had to give a speech, and I was always nervous about frigging up the speech, so. Okay, I'm going to go through my notes, because they are extensive. We're just going to go through them in chronological order as I watch the show. So when you're going through your intro, you were talking about being a small-town girl, and there not being a lot of romance uh, in the small town, and I remember you mentioning that you used to make out with your hand. Oh, yes! Yeah, I did. Don't tell me you didn't. This I, is a mouth, and you... I, okay, yeah, okay, I did that. Because, like, right when yeah. I heard it, I was like, that's crazy. And then I was, you like, to thinking learn. to myself. So I wrote out a couple other notes. Let's see here. Um, your mom has an adorable Canadian accent. Does she? I just she? wanted to let you know. Yes. It's very... <laughs> like, Canadian accents are so funny because, like, for you, I can tell that your your accent has gotten a little less because I would imagine the more into the country that you go, the little further away from like major cities in Canada, Honestly, your accent more starts east. to decrease. The further east. The further east. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I cried at all the hometown stuff. I just thought that was adorable. Oh, did you? Uh, oh. And then when you had, you have a scene where a past bachelorette or a contestant on The Bachelor comes and visit you in a hotel room. Yes. Um, Julian Harris. Which was great. Yeah, I'm glad they included that. I don't know if that's a standard in in, in bachelor bachelorette world, but it was very cool. Sometimes, and by the uh, way, she was a American bachelorette, but she's yes, American. yes, yes. She has this hilarious question where she was like, "Wait, you've never dated dozens of men at the same time?" <laughs> and like, I know she's kidding. <laughs> she was just like, just made me fucking laugh. Um, the okay, the major question is um, in the whole intro thing. They're constantly talking about, like, we searched high and low for the best possible girl, this and that. And I'm like, how did they find you? Like, have you ever talked about the actual scouting for this, like, for putting you into the show? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I know that they had, I don't know how many candidates there were, 
Um, they had someone who I think was pretty certainly going to be the Bachelorette. And then a friend of mine who had a cousin who was in casting reached out and was like, hey, are you single? Like, Are you interested in being the Bachelorette? And I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, just moved to Pemberton. I was sitting in my little apartment alone being like, what am I doing with my life? And then uh, I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, maybe. And then she's like, okay, well, my my cousin works in casting at this production studio. And can I send him your email address? So yes, got in touch, uh, had an interview with a casting director, and then met the producer shortly after that. Um, so they told me that they found me via social media. At the time, I was like posting kind of like what I do now, exploring around BC and that kind sure. of stuff, travel stuff. And I don't know if they were like, this girl looks super Canadian. I feel like one of my recent posts at the time was like sitting in a hot spring in the snow. I don't know. Anyway, so I met them and we connected like it felt like we were best friends, me and the producers. And mm-hmm. so from then on, it just kind of happened quickly. And then six weeks later, I was off. It happened so fast. That's it was like so a very crazy. last minute decision. Yeah. I feel like they have I, to I do believe. it quickly because they don't want you to feel too antiquated. Well, the thing is, they did, I didn't have a choice. Like they knew when they were starting production and they just like, it's like they just went looking for someone last minute or maybe they just hadn't found, I, on, I'm i totally speculating because they've never really specifically told me. All I know is that they found me on social media and that there was someone else, I believe, that was pretty sure they were going to be cast. And then mm. I kind of scooped it away. Wow. I That's mean, my understanding. Yeah. Uh, okay, great. Now we're going to get to the next part <laughs> in which we start okay. to go down the men. Okay. Uh, as they are introduced. Like, I don't really even know your type. Well, I didn't feel um, like any of them were particularly my type, by the way, on night one. Oh, really? No. Because I looked at... What was I was, it? I was totally name? open-minded, but I was like, I don't know if I feel... And maybe it's just because it was such a crazy night, but I just... Was it just physically? I remember thinking, like, hmm, I don't know. I think that... you'll. I mean, you'll get there. You'll see what I... What, what happened. I can't This is explain. amazing. Uh, okay, so here are my notes. I'm just going to start slamming through them, and if you have okay, a reaction, if you have... Start. Okay, I don't like Thomas. Why? Because he introduced himself as an international model, specifically? Uh, well, he just said, I'm, de- I'm a deeper individual than some. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, don't like Benoit. Why? Don't like Benoit. Are you I just, kidding these me? Are just, these are first impressions. Okay, fine. Jasmine. These are first impressions. I thought he was so uh, cute in his first impression. He was like, I'm so nervous. Yeah, I don't like the French-Canadian accent. I, I think, you know, I would imagine if I met him in, in, in real life, he'd be very charming and very very nice but like right away if i hear someone's accent and it's as ugly in my opinion it's the french canadian accent wow i hope that everyone no, from quebec i i harassing you head up i'll send you my address <laughs> but you take a beautiful accent kind of beautiful it's like harshly beautiful accent like the french accent and then you mix it with like towny canadian and it's <laughs> real rough it's like <laughs> it's like underwater french it's it's, All right. it's brutal. Um, All right. Okay, Drew is the absolute worst. Agreed. I, I mean, hope sorry, that guy Drew. dies I'm in sure a chemical he's... fire. I fucking hate that guy. I hate him. I hate him for you. I hate him for anyone. I hope that he gets hit by a truck, and it changes his life and how he treats and acts to everyone that he comes in contact with, and he becomes a better person. 
Okay. You haven't even gone past the first episode, so I can't wait to hear your opinion of him later. Oh, I I saw, you know how they, at the end of the episode, they're like, this is all the shit that happens. I was like, of course. I knew this guy was a fuck. Like, I just knew it. I've I've met people that look, people that have his look are all the same. Just physically. (laughs) His facial makeup, I was like, yeah, this guy's bad. Uh, And of course, he's like a, he's like a medical salesman, which, what does that even mean in Canada? I don't know. That's a good question, I actually. I feel yeah. like that would make okay. more sense in the U.S. I was a big fan of the muscle guy, the six seven dude. Oh, Kyle, with the cat. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I can't remember half their names. Kyle, I was like, oh, six seven. I was like, it's so weird. I'm six four, and as soon as you go above six four, it's like you just like scale factor out. And that guy was fucking big. Like he's like two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> Like, three inches taller <laughs> yeah. than me, but 60 pounds heavier is terrifying. But then he was like, yeah, but I love cats. And I was like, ah. What? Didn't that make you love him more? No. No. Aww. I think there's there's something weird about people that like cats. Um, what? I, I've been a cat lover in my life. My, the first pet that I ever had dealings with was a cat. But I've realized people, um, when they they either like cats for, like, their typical behavioral uh traits um that they're like oh like the thing that people say a lot is they're like oh you have to earn a cat's respect and i'm like it's a cat so like you are allowing it to live in your home and you have to earn its respect also i would consider it a treat if a cat wanted to live in my home (laughs) you've fallen under the spell that's so weird (laughs) okay Um, moving on uh, moving on yes so cat guy i was like okay how many firefighters are on this show? Two. Okay, because it seems like that's one of six jobs in Canada, so it seemed like there should be more. And how many, like, structure fires do you guys actually have? Like, they, should they just call them wild firefighters? Ever heard of winter? Ever heard of stoves? Ever heard of uh, heat? Wood stoves is what I mean to say? Happens. Okay. House yeah. fires happen. I keep forgetting, like, half of Canada doesn't have electricity. Um, okay, I said firefighter guy seems like not the worst. Oh, so when you step out of the car, you're wearing this weird white thing under your dress. Don't like that. <laughs> you know Don't what? Like that. Let me just get into something with the dress, dress that no one knows. Okay. And I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not like a. I can't really guess a like feminine. Uh, wear like I, I don't have any i don't even know what any of it's called but you were wearing like a red gown i was like it's very beautiful you look great in it and then like you stepped out and there was this angle where you could like see underneath it and it had like this like a like a white fluffiness to it and i was like Ugh. yes 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 i don't even remember what that's called like uh whatever can, like creates like a stru- structure in a skirt you guys Deanna knew immediately Oh, okay. So, so weird that that showed, yes. But also, let me just tell you, this dress, and I think it's even more, like, I never really thought it was that weird then. I don't know why. But now I think Mm. it's so strange that that dress had a train. When's the last time you ever saw anything other than a wedding dress have a train? It had a train. Like a long train. Like a red carpet walk. Like a gown. Okay, I I guess that's true. I consider a dress is a dress, and then a gown is a gown. Like a gown has a train. Okay. Okay, fair. So it was a gown, but listen to what happened. It was mm. raining, as it usually is in Vancouver. It was cold. Sure. Um, and when I got out of the limo, I had to walk through the wet rain before I got to underneath the thing and into the house. Smart. 
and my dress got absolutely soaked. It just sopped up all of the wetness on the ground, all of the rain. And so for the rest of the night, which no one knows because it didn't show on camera, because I obviously would have cut this out, I was leaving a slug trail all around the room, everywhere I went. It was so... It was so heavy. I had to go into a back room and, and my makeup artist, Jess, and my keeper, Bella, who was like my my person who was with me all the time, um, they had to blow dry it. They had like three blow dryers going on it trying to dry it off because it was so soaking wet. That is yeah. I wish they would have kept that in. Like I wish... Okay, so the, the new thing in Hollywood is everyone's releasing like the director's cut of a movie, which they release a two-hour release, right? And it's, you know, because that's what right. a studio wants. Um, and then the director's like, actually, I shot four and a half hour long movie. And everyone's like, okay, I got to watch this. And it's like way better. I feel like they have the, the normal season of The Bachelor, Bachelor, and then they have like the full extended version that like takes like six weeks to watch. Like where they just like, they edit it together chronologically, oh but that's about it. It would be, that would be great. It would be a completely different show. That would be great. Um, it would be a okay. different show for sure. Here we go. So this is like, this is like a snapshot of each guy because this is now the first okay. impression section. Um, okay. w- oh, I said it again. Why are they all firefighters? Uh, <laughs> they seem like even if they weren't, like there was like a mechanic guy and there was like other people that had like interesting jobs, but they're still like built in that way. Uh, I was like, they seem like they're also like a firefighter. Like they just don't want to say it <laughs> like, because they're realizing like two other guys are firefighters already. They're not going to be like, oh, I, I'm a mechanic. It's like, no, you're a mechanic on firefighting helicopters or something like that. Uh, <laughs> Kevin seems cool. Not a fan of the high five. And exactly. neither was that's I a point. fan of the high five. But anyway, I just think that's weird. Like Ryan Gosling the is high the only five, person I mean. that's ever pulled off a high five. And that was in a movie and that was situational. But he like high fived you, and I was like, "Yep, that's it's a wrap." Like women lose all interest as soon as you equate them to like a friend. I don't know. I feel like that's basics. Um, Wale is rad as fuck. Hella smooth. <laughs> uh, the remember the remember my name guy is a bit weird. Like some guy came up and was like, "Oh, you better remember my name." Like when it comes time for the <laughs> rose ceremony, and I was just like, "Again, you lost immediately." <laughs> Like, these guys should go through a course, and it's like, what to say and what not to say. Like, what to leave out. If you're feeling (laughs) like you need to say something, stop yourself. Think about what any normal person's reaction would be to it, and then not say that thing. And then I said, Drew is the worst of them all. Yeah, Drew is the the worst person on the show. Um, Do you keep in contact with him at all? I'm not going to give you spoilers. You've got plenty uh, to go. Okay. You just fine. keep going. All right, fine. We'll get into it later. Uh, and then I say, okay, I like Benoit. Why? You all of a sudden like him now? I can't describe everything that I'm watching within the note. Okay. But I would imagine he had an impression before he did the walk-up thing, where they kind of give an intro of each guy, right? Oh, yes. And they, okay. they flash through like You liked him after he met me. That that's, yes. that makes a lot of sense. Because exactly. he was all I was like, nervous oh, and he stuff, seems and sweet. it was funny. Exactly. Yeah. Like they give them an intro that carves them out one way, and then when they introduce themselves, they can actually just be themselves. Like clearly, that's, that's like true. very minimally scripted. And I was like, okay, I like Benoit. Seems charming. Seems nice. Don't know what a maitre d is. I truly don't. Is that just like a like we have? Um, it's a it's a job we give to like high schoolers at restaurants, in which you're essentially just a 
Uh, you bring people into the restaurant, like you see people. Maybe that's what he, I, I honestly don't exactly understand the definition of that either, but I know that he's like a manager of restaurants and still manages that restaurant. Uh, I cringed out of my skin with the ukulele guy. Didn't oh, like that. Kevin. Other Kevin. Kevin Very P. sweet. It's hard to watch people play music to someone. It's hard to see oh, that. Oh, 100%. I cannot, wa- I cannot watch musicals. Oh, I mean, I meant like one person one-on-one showing. Oh, that's even like, worse. singing or well, that's it's what very I'm... rare that I like it. Yes. So I said, I cringe out of my skin with the ukulele guy. And then I'm realizing it's very cold there because I can see everyone's breath. Yes, and I couldn't think of anything that was more Canadian than that. Like they couldn't <laughs> heat it or like do, they were like, nah, that's just cold. <laughs> the sick, uh, which I call him Sick Kevin for the rest of the show. Same as the ukulele guy, yeah. Same as the ukulele guy, yes. Uh, sick Kevin is sick as fuck, my lord. <laughs> He was so sick. He was like, the thing is, is the producers cut it together in the beginning and it made it seem like people were getting super drunk and they were throwing up because they were drinking. But then he gets introduced and he's like, yeah, I'm super sick. Like I have a bug. Right. And then he throws up because of the bug. And I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Like if these guys are getting so rowdy on the first night there, they've met you for like a 10 second passe (laughs) and they're just getting blacked out and throwing up. I was like, this show is going to be a mess (laughs) the rest of the way. Um... Uh, the haiku guy creeped me out. <laughs> me too. Yeah, that was weird. Didn't like that. I just think haikus are creepy. Like if there mm-hmm. was a murderer who left a haiku with each dead body, I go, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Oh, so quick question about the show. Uh, so the guys are paired up with you. They're selected and paired up due to a like a rundown interview that's done by a, a group of, of producers, I would imagine. Similar, right? Uh, no, because remember how I said that I was selected really last minute? All the guys were cast in advance before me. Oh, the guys were already cast. That's And they so didn't know odd. who I was. So, so that's actually the difference between the US version and this version is that normally the Bachelorette would come from a previous season of The Bachelor. So people mm. would have an idea of who she was. The guys who were on the show might be going on specifically for her. But in my case, no one knew who I was. So everyone was going in blind, me and them. Who knows what could have happened though if, if uh, they were cast after I had been found. You just true, 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 true. Um, I put my first bet and my bet was on Kevin. Which Kevin? There's two. There's Ukulele Sick and there's Kevin W. Kevin W. Okay, the other firefighter. Yeah. All right. And then I realized that I've never heard this story before and we've been friends for quite some time. So I felt a little, maybe you have told me this story and I just forgot it because I forget a lot of the things you tell me about yourself, especially personal things. But you got a taught, like you got like a tattoo as a, like a two for one taco deal. Yeah, I did. In Bali. That's my ugly this tattoo. Yeah, I know. That I wish I didn't have. Oh, I'm aware. I, I forget that you have Look tattoos at, cr- at all. It's crooked. Don't you, ha- don't you have another have a tattoo couple. somewhere? I have a alpaca on my foot from a trip to Peru. I just That's started right. making That's it right. like a thing that I would do on trips. But then I only did it twice. So it didn't And Deanna I didn't and I want to do the that. same. It's a good idea. I actually. I was thinking about doing hand tattoos. Now. Just hand tattoos. You have no other tattoos. You just want to get a hand tattoo? I just, yeah. I, what I want to do is I want to get tattoos <sighs> on my hands, like around my fingers and stuff. They kind of blend in. Like they like rings and like very simple stuff, like very minimal. And just see how okay. long it takes for my family to figure out that I've gotten a tattoo. That's an okay idea, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Tony the Cowboy is an alcoholic question mark. <laughs> I don't know, but I told you he was my favorite thing. He was my favorite thing on that show. And that first time. Well, we already talked about this, so... Is he a serial killer? Tony? Yeah, can we get Tony on? Can we get Tony on as a guest for the next episode? Oh, please! I would love in, that. Can that would we? be hilarious. I would, that would be great. My, my favorite thing. The last time I heard this sentence was when I was in a good old fashioned American fraternity at a okay. high intensity party school in Washington State. And what was it? The sentence was, "I don't start fights, but I sure do finish them." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> That's just telling me right yeah. now, you've never been in a fight. <laughs> People that have yeah. actually been in fights will do anything, unless they're like a violent person, they're not trying to get into a fight again. Because winning a fight hurts, losing a fight hurts, it just hurts more. It's not, I've been in fights, I don't ever want to get in a fight again. It's rough. I wouldn't and either. when I heard that, I was like, okay. So that's that's my even, opinion on you know that what? guy. We'll find out all of this information when we get him on the show. I'm I'm very excited. I'd love to interview him. I just want to talk to him about how he was raised and like his opinion on women and like stuff like that. Women. Um, I always forget that you pronounce it women. Anyway, women. Continue. How do you how do you pronounce it? It's women. Women. <laughs> yes. You, it's like you you're, like you're I the only say person it. in the whole world who says women. <laughs> Women. No, I don't. Everyone in Washington says women. Women. No, they don't. It sounds weird. Oh, yeah, there's some women over there. Women. We're not going to get it. That's into what this. it is. Um, one of the guy's occupations was Canada's crush. Oh, yeah. What that does that thing. mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know about it until that began, I think, again, before I was cast. I think you could apply to be it, and then it was voted on. There's that not much to, more to the story. We don't even have to get into it. Yeah, he won. Yes. Okay. Does the first impression Rose go to the guy with the strongest Canadian accent, typically? Uh, well, there's only been one season of this Bachelorette canvas, so I cannot answer that. I just found it interesting that the guy that got the first Rose had the most <laughs> noticeable Canadian accent. And I just wondered he if does, that was a good yes. thing. Okay. Anyway, that wasn't why I gave him the first impression. <laughs> okay. My last two notes are Kyle six seven is a wild card. That's his name for me. Is Kyle six seven? And then my last note is there we go, sick Kevin, because I think he was the last or second to last pick. Yeah, I don't remember, but sure. So then, what happens at the end? We announce where we're going for the next episode. Yes, which is... and you're going to Jamaica, correct? Yeah, Jamaica. that seems like fun. I want to make a guess, okay. and you can just nod All right. or shake your head if I'm if I'm right. The okay. guitar playing fucker, I don't like a lot. Well, you've like... noticed, you've mentioned two musicians that you didn't like. Do you mean David, yeah. the one who played music for me? Yeah, and then the violins Sung came in. You. Yeah, that is that who you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, and then he stood up and like was it just a chode? <laughs> yes. What a... is this who you're referring to? What about him? Yes, yes. His name is David. Yes, David. He gets in three episodes and he's gone. That's my guess. That's your prediction? That's my prediction. I don't know. And I think I'm going to watch another episode tonight because now I'm kind of into it. Now I'm invested. And it's very weird. I'll have you know, knowing you as well as I do and having like kicked it with you and like spent weird times, good times and like done trips and all this different stuff and then watch this show. 
Like it feels like at first, like the first five minutes of watching it, I was like, I was like, this is so weird. Like, this is just like, it's just odd. And then I, I just like meshed right in. Cause it was like, it didn't even feel like a, like a TV show. I don't know why. It just like felt very normal. And maybe that's just your screen presence. And I was mentioning that Deanna too. I was like, it's, I, I enjoy shooting with Jasmine over any other model I've ever worked with because you just are, well, you're naturally fun to be around, but you also like are very natural behind camera. Like you just don't, because you've had this experience on reality TV, which I would imagine would be, I would say as stressful as some like low production movies or like doing something that's very scripted just because of like the intensity of the hours, you still like mm-hmm. shine and we're able to like carry yourself and be comfortable behind the camera well thanks cool yeah um i eventually just forgot the cameras were there also they're not like in your face they kind of like stand back also it didn't feel like you were on tv because you're not on tv yet so all of it was just just felt like you were just living your life and then later on you knew it was going to be on tv but it was hard to wrap your head around that at the time i feel like you would just forget that that little bit of context like while you're doing it yeah because you're just so in yeah over time you were totally like yeah over time you just become totally engulfed in the experience and that is your life like you're in this bubble and that's it how do we exit this i'm just thanks for listening to ch- chin jabber or whatever the hell you want to call it <laughs> chin wag thank you for listening to chin wag this is jasmine <laughs> and cole <laughs> please help us find a better title for this